0: Hey, welcome everybody. Sports Biz, Sports Media, Unbelieve. Also heard on pod clips around the world. Happy to have you aboard. You can email us at sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com. We are taping this around 3.15 Pacific Daylight Time on Thursday. That's 6.15. where are art sources in Pennsylvania. Artie, it's 100 degrees here in Southern Cal at 125 years of age. How uh, warm is it in Pennsylvania?
1: Absolutely gorgeous day. We've got a nice little north breeze, about 74 degrees. Gorgeous. It's been real nice the last few days. Um, Not as nice as it is in London, though, from what I hear, Fred. Yeah, it's very hot as far as the uh,
0: PGA is concerned. Uh, 17 golfers have now uh, decided to leave and uh, join the Saudi Arabian group, uh, the 54 group, uh, Bart, uh, these guys are now super rich. Any comments? Well, the LIV Golf
1: Invitational Series is off to a big start. You know, you're looking at at eight events. They're shaking up the world. They've got a a crew of golfers, including Greg Greg Norman leading the way. You've got Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Ian Poulter, Westwood, 48 total golfers competing for a total of $255 million over eight events. The first American event is going to be in a couple of weeks, July 1st, in Pumpkin Ridge, Oregon. Um, We might have Ricky Fowler on board by then. But I'll tell you, these guys have have definitely followed the money. And, uh, you know, the argument is... You know, are they independent contractors? Or are they tied to the PGA Tour? You know, that's going to probably be de- decided in court, Fred. <laughs> it's uh, past my pay grade on that one. But I will say this. I watched some of the action today. You've got 12 four-man teams. Right now, Carl Schwarzel and Henny Duplessis out of South Africa are the co-leaders at uh, five under par 65. Um, Philly, Phil Mickelson is one under. Dustin Johnson's one under the field looks pretty good, uh, but it was pretty exciting action. 12 four man teams. Uh, the winner of the tournament gets $4 million. They're taking care of the caddies and the support staff really well, you know, free tickets to and fro, you know, I, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings on it. I, I do believe in capitalism. Um, I understand the political ramifications with the Khashoggi deal um, you know, I, I like the new look for Phil Nicholson. I got to give you that much, Fred. He, he, you know, it, it's reminds me a little bit of Slippy Jimmy and Better Call Saul. It's all good, man. I mean, with the you know the beard and the and the secret agent look and a new sponsor like every day. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if 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 possibly the PGA Tour jumped the shark by suspending all these players. I mean, it's an eight-event series, Fred. Doesn't really – I don't think they're going to be competing on any level. Although I looked at the leaderboard at the Canadian Open today, the RBC Canadian Open, and you've got two big names, Wyndham Clark and Matthew Fitzpatrick, on the leaderboard. The average sports fan would not know either one of those guys. So this is what I'm saying. It does give opportunity to the guys that are playing on the tour and the Corn Ferry tour because there's more opportunities now to play on the PGA Tour. So it's it's pretty pretty amazing. It's We'll wait and see on that one. If you read USA Today one day, you're going to hear one
0: side, and you read it the next day, you're going to hear another side. I
1: find that rather intriguing, your comments. Well, that's what makes it such a, an amazing situation, because, you know, everybody's kind of taking sides. And in reality, you know, for someone, you know, the Saudi Arabian, Public investment fund is backing this tour. Greg Norman's the commissioner. They're throwing around money by the bucket loads, Fred. two hundred million for Phil Mickelson. Reportedly, Tiger might be looking at a billion dollar payout if they get him. A billion dollars? I mean, I know Tigers were seven or eight hundred million as it is, but how do you how do you turn down a billion dollars? That's I mean, I played professional golf. If they if they waved a million at me, I'd come flying (laughs) right here, guys. I wish I wasn't 65, Fred.
0: (laughs) But the other side is, is
1: it blood money? Uh, Hey, yeah. And you know what? The United States makes billions of dollars, billions of dollars selling armaments to the Saudi Arabians. We're going to go hat in hand three weeks from now, the Biden administration, and beg them to give us oil so we don't have to pay $8 a gallon for oil. So at some point in time, strange bedfellows, It's just a complete conundrum in a world full of conundrums right now.
0: You know, we're talking dollars and uh, we're talking millions. And earlier today on Facebook, I read about former ABA star named Sam Smith who died and he had been promised. And they made it, of course, when the ABA and the NBA made their deal, these guys who had played in the ABA were supposed to get a pension of $2,000 a month. He's never seen a nickel. 79, now he's died. So my point is you read that and you say to yourself, Well, even though these numbers are unquestionably friend, a thousand that's a times, perfect too example much,
1: of what we're talking about. Then you look at the NFL, they just sold a franchise to the 17th wealthiest man in the world, Mr. Rob Walton, 77 years old, eldest son of Sam Walton from Walmart. They pay 4.65 billion. When when Patrick Boland bought the franchise from Ed, Ed Kaiser, Edgar Kaiser back in the early 80s, he paid 78 million for it. Okay, at what point in time do older stars in these sports get to reap any kind of a benefit? A two thousand dollar a month annuity, which is peanuts? I mean, you can barely live on that. And and they and he doesn't get it. I mean, at what point in time do Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NFL look back to the to forefathers and say, hey, these guys, you know, we can help them out. We're making $40, 50000000 million. It doesn't happen, though, Fred, and it bothers me. And what happened to the diversity and the inclusion in the NFL on this deal? You know, I mean, you've got another a white man who's worth billions of dollars buying a franchise, and I guess they hired Melody Hobson from Ariel Investments, who's a black lady who's going to be, you know, doing something with the franchise but again it's just it's just yappity yappity yap it's all my wife had a great term for it it's talking points
0: they talk one uh, thing
1: and do something else
0: there's a book out i read a couple years ago and i had the writer on a couple times on my show on our shows and uh, a bitter cup of coffee and what it is is about major league baseball players and the ones that uh, came a little bit too early the most they can make is $10,000 a year. So that's $800 a month. And guess what? When they die and, you know, and, and, wives and, don't get that money. The, and the relatives, the, the, the wives do not get that. And you say to yourself again, so in this world, you have to protect yourself because there's nobody there that's going to protect you as we had another mass shooting in Maryland.
1: And, and, and Fred, let's let's be real here. I mean, we're talking about generational wealth in this this uh, this golf series, based on the Saudis, and and you know where are they going to be playing half their tournaments? This is another very interesting point at President Trump's golf courses. So I mean, there, there's there's huge money behind this. Um, I would like to see the PGA Tour get smart and say, look, is there any way we can get together and 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 you know and come up with a, you know, some sort of a middle ground. I mean, because, you know, at a certain point in time, like we've talked about in baseball and football, when the average fan gets priced out of existence to go to games, I'm watching the White Sox and the Dodgers. <laughs> I think they brought out those new baseballs we were talking about, Fred. It's 11-9. The Dodgers finally held on. I believe they won 11-9, or it's to the bottom of the ninth. But, I mean, it's crazy world. The world of sports – is much like the rest of the world, it's gone kind of bonkers here. You
0: know, in the 11-9 game, the Dodgers, I think, struck out 15 times. And they still, sc- and they still score uh, 11 runs. And how you, did, you, that did you walk that defense by the
1: White Sox? Have you ever seen a worse defense in the history? And how do you walk a guy intentionally with two strikes on him that brings Muncie up to the plate who cracks a three-run home run? I mean, I'm thinking, what is Larusha doing? I've never seen anybody with two strikes, a one-and-two count, in an intentional
0: walk. Wow. All right. Let's talk talk about managers. Last week, uh, two Joes got fired. Girardi near you in Pennsylvania with the Phils. And, of course, out here, Joe Madden. Uh, Did either one deserve to get fired? Your comments? I don't think so.
1: I think both are great. They're quality baseball men. I think, you know, if you're going to blame anybody with the Angels debacle, we've been talking about it for three years, pitching, 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 You know, yes, they have Anthony Rendon. They spend money. They have Shohei Otani. They have Mike Trout. You look at the lineup of the Phillies, loaded with hitters. But you know what baseball's always come down to? Pitching and defense. And if you've got no pitching and defense in a bullpen that is like an arson squad, you're not going anywhere. It's certainly not Girardi's fault. Certainly not Joe Madden's fault. I mean, I'm just – I'm wondering what's next. I mean eh, – eh
0: the Phils in the offseason went out and got some uh, heavy hitting outfielders. The problem is they are not great outfielders. Uh, Schwarber is just a tremendous hitter. He's going to hit 220. he's going to he's hit my DH. He'll
1: be my DH forever.
0: yeah I mean but, but but you put him in left and you can't uh, you got the chance to put him in the DH, but you've got other guys who also can't field. So that's not on the manager. That would be on upper management. And with the Angels- and of course,
1: they're probably one of their better defensive players that's got a bad shoulder, hitting the ball like a madman. But that, that kind of puts them in, in a situation where they have to put Bryce Harper at DH, so that means Schwarber's got to play every day. Although then the Angels come to town, and they sweep the Angels, which the Angels have lost 14 straight games. I mean, how do you go from 21 and 10 – to losing six of your next 25 games. To me, that's just with the talent they have on that ball club, honestly. It's, it's, it's
0: beyond me. There's an article in uh, the LA Times this morning about uh, the announcers for the Dodgers and the Angels and how many the 42 announcers the Dodgers have? Some, something like that. It's hard to keep track. You know, when I turn it on, I'm not sure who the color commentator sometimes is. I know Tim Neverd's voice versus Joe Davis, okay? But as far as the color commentators, it sometimes takes me five to seven minutes, I, or Timmy, to, to say to him, uh, uh, "Oro, you know what? What do you think?" Before to me to know who the color commentator is. And well, I by looked way, at the
1: roster, and I mean, it was—you have Jose Boda, who used to be an Angels announcer. You have Nomar Garcia, Para, Oral Hirschheiser Rick Monday, Charlie Steiner, O um, uh, Willis. And I think that just covers half of the guys that are that are actually doing the games. And they were joking because in our day, Fred, Vince Gully did all but two innings. And maybe, you know, he let Jerry Doggett and or other guys do the pregame show. But Vinny had nobody sitting in there with him. And he seemed to do just fine. And now it's taken the complete, you know, 180 degrees. And, that you know, you can't keep track of who's in the booth. And who's doing Angel
0: games? No, it's interesting, too, that uh, Jessica Mendoza did some road games about a month and a half ago. And then people
1: started attacking her. Has she been back? I don't think so. I I think she's excellent. You know, and and Darren Sutton, who got fired by the Angels, got picked up by the Dodgers. (laughs) You know, I guess the workload could be a little tough. I don't know. We'll have to talk to Ross Porter about that. You got to get him on the show.
0: Hey folks, you're listening to believe sports business, sports media also heard on pod clips around the world. He is a uh, art source, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans. He runs galaxy sports in Pennsylvania. Uh, I am Fred here in Southern California. He's 125 years of age. I'm slightly younger, but only slightly. I'm a, uh, 120. I, I'm fairly old myself. It's 100 degrees here in Southern California where I live right now. I want to tell you a funny story. Our real estate. We lived in Canoga Park for San 50, Diego 15 years in Canoga Park, West Hills, California, and then we had to move because our doggy couldn't climb steps. And we inherited the dog from my cousin who passed away. So we had to find a one-story home. So we kept going west, 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 and west. We come out here. And in Westlake Village, and they say, uh, oh, it's 10 degrees cooler than Canoga Park. Well, yeah, that's if you've got a $5 million home on the lake. But if you're, we live, it's about maybe two degrees cooler than Canoga Park. So today in Canoga Park, Park, it might be 102. We're fortunate to have 100
1: degrees here in Westlake Village. So guys it right behind Malibu. What's the beach, like 25 miles away? It's not that far inland, you know? No, that cracks me up. I was up there for a wedding like, you know, two months ago. And I I mean, what a beautiful area, but holy Toledo. I lived in Santa Clarita for a while and I know how hot it got up there. Yeah. California is the desert, you know, and and there's no doubt about it. And the difference, I used to love the weathermen in California in the old days. You know, it'd be in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 100s, depending on your neck of the woods. (laughs) And that was the truth. I I remember flying from Sky Harbor in Phoenix, friend. It was 122 degrees, landing in San Diego Lindbergh Field. It was 66 degrees. I mean, it felt like I was going to Alaska. And you talk about government or lack thereof.
0: In the 60s, up till through the 60s, what we had in L.A. was constant summer smog. So I'd I go, I go to the park or I'd go to basketball practice in junior high or high school or something, and I'd be sn- coughing and sneezing. I couldn't breathe. Finally, the government decides you, you can't burn in your own backyard. you got to get rid of incinerators. <laughs> How long did that take already? At 125, you might uh, have been aware well, of this. I remember
1: but- playing football at USC in the mid-70s, and we'd have our you know, there were different rules that we had three a days. And so we'd be up early. We'd have our afternoon. But well, that afternoon practice at four o'clock when it was 95 degrees and super smoggy, I mean, even coach McKay and coach Robinson, they would say after a certain period of time, all right, guys, you know what? We're going to the pool. We're going to get in the pool. We're going to kick around because you know what? You can't be breathing that stuff in like that. It's ridiculous. And, you know, maybe this is all part of it. You know, if you, if you make gas, $20 a gallon, maybe there won't be any more fog.
0: All right, now last few minutes, uh the Belmont Stakes on Saturday in New York and it might rain. That's uh what it says. I'm not a meteorologist, but that's what it says, might rain Friday and Saturday uh in, well, in New York and uh, in this race. <laughs> we're taping this now at 3:35 on uh Thursday Pacific daylight time, 6:35 in east, but Belmont Stakes uh I have a thought on who might win it, but I will make one comment that I think will come true. Nobody will run two minutes and 24 seconds as uh secretariat did a mere 49 years ago.
1: Let me tell you something. But, a lot of horses have died in the backstretch at Belmont, not figuratively, but literally basically. I mean, that's right, so when they a- come a- around a- that corner. I've seen a lot of things change. So who, who do you like in this race? Cause there's a lot of really good horses I mean you've got the Kentucky Derby winner in there making his comeback they like him long distances. I know you know you were on the show with our with our good friend Larry what what's going on Fred we got to get some inside information
0: no no i I just have a hunch that the third pick right now is creative minister and mm-hmm. the reason I like creative minister is because the again owners think more of their hot horses than Somebody who's objective. I understand that. But the owners of Creative Minister spent $150,000 to get into the Preakness, which means they think this horse is pretty special. And his horse did speed finish rating third. is
1: unbelievable, friend. by the way. And, it's he, like and, he finished,
0: and he finished third. So right. I would say they got to think he's got a shot here. So I'm just saying we the people on the inside, because he's going to uh, go to the front. And if you, if you look at his breeding – he can go a mile, the horse can go a mile and a half. Okay, so we the people, um, Rich Strike and Creative Minister would be my three picks. But the problem is one's two to one, one's like seven to two, and one with five to one, you're not going to get any money. You're not going to get 80 to one. You want that Rich five Strike. to one
1: shot on top.
0: <laughs> so, um, you know, I wheel them in, in a trifecta or something, but you know what I'm saying. You're not going to get the 80 to one, obviously. So who do you like?
1: I actually like uh, I like your five to one shot in this race. I actually do, and I think creative. I think your your logic is brilliant on Creative Minister. I think he's got a great chance. Um, I think he's bred to go a mile and a half. I don't know how he works, you know, on, on an off track, but uh, I'll find out in the next couple of days. But yeah, I I kind of agree with your pick on that one, Fred, because it makes a lot of sense to me. Because I, I mean, I've always loved the Belmont Stakes at Saratoga. What a beautiful place! I mean, it, it it is the final jewel of the Triple Crown, and you know, I, I kind of feel for horse racing right now because, you know, and I understand they have to watch these horses closely, but boy, you know, the whole idea of that was having having them spread out two weeks apart so that a horse had a chance to go for the you know the gusto and. And, you know, a lot of people will be tuning in. It's going to be a great weekend. There's a lot going on in the world of sports. Um, It's just exciting times at the United States Open. And they came out, and the United States Open, the U.S. Open Committee, has said it's an open, you qualified, if you're in, you're in. They don't want to even get into the political part of this, this, this kerfuffle in professional golf, which I agree with at this point in time.
0: All right. In the last minute or so in
1: about an hour
0: and a half on every network and cable channel, except Fox, the hearing of January 6th will be on. The dust right, up. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I, I'm sure you can get all the baseball games. I get the MLB extra innings package. Am I gonna, are you going to watch, watch it? Are you going to watch the hearing or are you going to watch baseball in an hour and a half?
1: Well, I'll be honest with you, Fred. Um, I think the United States and the world has enough problems that we should be dealing with right now based on what you said earlier about Maryland and what happened today there. You know, I think going back and rehashing things, even as terrible as it could have been, and the way it was picked, you know, I mean, I, I believe the Democrats deserve to have a 5-4 or 6-5 advantage. But to have basically eight people, six of which are Democrats and two which are rhinos who hate Trump. I don't think it's going to be very fair, and I, you know, I just wonder if it's just grandstanding. They're bringing in an ABC veteran to televise it, and, you know, they're, they're all crooks, Fred. Let's just put it the way it really is, okay? If you looked in the closet of any one of them, I mean, come on. They, they make more money than hand over fist than anybody. Like I said, they should dress like NASCAR drivers with all their sponsors, and everybody who gives them their money on their shoots that's how i feel about it right now cuz nobody's doing anything for rank and file americans on either side of the aisle and it's really got me frustrated but let's turn to the world of sports well no no we got to close
0: the close the show with this okay. richard nixon richard nixon called me from hell yesterday and he, and he laughed, and he laughed, and he laughed, and he laughed, and he said, "You thought I was the worst? Sorry, folks. Artie, I'll see you tomorrow on Sports Overnight America. Mario, thank it. you very God much. God bless
1: you. Good luck, to everybody, and, and, and keep the faith. It's got to get better eventually.
0: Does it? Okay. Artie thinks it's going to get better. I think it's going to get worse. We'll see how this works. Uh, thank you for listening to Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Also heard on Pod Clips, and we'll see you around the corner, folks. And please email us sportsfred at
1: aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com. Bye, everybody.